0: Alright everybody, welcome back Uh, We took a little bit of time off You know what I'm saying, just to catch Catch up on things Do some more stuff with the stream Over on twitch.tv Slash thcdonor Uh, I've been popping off over there So I've been trying to make uh, Make an effort to stream a little bit more there But there's no way I can't make a podcast About this previous fight From last weekend and these fights that are coming up Uh, Obviously because it's the fights are going to be in Albuquerque this weekend, my hometown, uh, a bunch of local fighters or fighters that train here locally are going to be there, plus the fights last weekend were just absolutely amazing, uh, obviously the John Jones vs Reyes fight, uh, so we're going to be getting into that in a second, but uh, yeah, fuck it, let's just do it right now, it's not, let's not get into that other stuff, I was going to talk about some other shit, but um, I'll save that for another podcast. Um, all right, everybody. So last weekend we had UFC 247, which was an absolutely amazing, amazing card. Two different title fights from two of the best in the sport, Valentina Shevchenko and Jon Jones. Uh, and honestly, all of the fights were amazing, uh, all the way down to the uh, to the early prelims. Uh, I didn't watch all of those, uh, but I did catch a couple of them. We'll talk about one in particular, and because of the horrendous judging that uh has been going on that was going on specifically in this card and you know what i mean like there's definitely uh horrendous uh judging that has happened in the past but because this was such a big monumental milestone for john jones breaking the record of uh title defenses not consecutive not consecutive but title defenses uh i think mighty mouse still holds the consecutive uh title defenses but it was still it was still very impressive although i don't think john jones won the fight we'll get into that later uh first i want to talk about a fight that was on the early prelim card okay so this was andre ewell and jonathan martinez both of uh, both a couple up and comers great fighters uh ewell has great m- foot movement uh, martinez is just a well well-rounded fighter he's a He's younger. He's like 25. So he grew up training mixed martial arts instead of training one discipline, and then moving up and trying to trying to do MMA. But he's been—it's one of those guys, you know what I mean? So it's always great to watch watch those guys start to catch their catch the gust under their wings, lifting them up. But honestly, Jonathan Martinez won the fight in my opinion. I know the decision was a split decision for Andre Ewell. But I don't think he won. Like, Andre Hill's got good footwork and everything, but Jonathan Martinez just put it on him and I believe won the fight, and it is very unfortunate that the judges were so poor. Absolutely horrendous. It was gross to watch the fight, like, the, uh, the judging this weekend. There was so, so much controversy. And while it's terrible for the individual fighters who had to go through this, because if you do not know, like I've said before... Some of these fighters that are on the early prelims, they're making 15 and 15, which means that they make $15,000 to show up and then $15,000 if they win. And for the judges to fuck them out of a out of a decision, that's they're losing half of their pay. And for some of these guys, they're not even making a profit on these fights because they have to go through the camp, they have to pay people to help them train and everything like that, and this is what happens. Hold on a second. Alright, sorry, my dog was starting to make a bunch of noise. But anyway, back to it. Uh, It's extremely unfortunate that uh, that's how some of their contracts are written up. But that's just the way the sport is. And these judges, these absolutely incompetent, gross, idiot judges that know nothing about MMA, that come over from whichever state athletic commission, whichever state they're in, they're usually part of just the boxing commission. So they know jack shit about Uh, MMA in general when it comes to the ground game and honestly even kicking and whatnot like they only really know when it comes down to throwing hands Uh, and even then they don't even know it because we we hear how many horrendous uh, scorecards come through in boxing as well so something needs to change something really needs to change and I'm glad that there are so many people talking about this. There are big names like Brendan Schaub, Luke Thomas, Joe Rogan, Dominic Cruz. All of these people who are very respected in the MMA community are talking about all of these horrible things that are happening when it comes down to judging. Uh, and the very first the very first showing of that on uh, Saturday night was the Andre Ewell and Jonathan Martinez fight. I personally, along with a lot of other people, think that Jonathan Martinez won that fight. And it's unfortunate that he had to deal with that shit But uh Yeah let's move on I don't really want to talk about any of the other fights I mean it was, there was a good TKO A uh, quick one by uh, Journey Newson. Uh, good job on him A bantamweight It's always nice to see Those lower weight classes get some finishes Because it brings more hype To the lower weight classes Because sometimes people don't like to watch them You know what I mean Like for Dumb Casual MMA fans are like, I don't, I just want to watch the big guys fight. Nah. Even though usually the lower weight classes are very technical, even more technical than the higher weight classes, and it's really uh, fun to watch them showcase those skills. Always love to see a finish though, you know what I mean? I can't say that I don't. Uh, next, for the very first fight on the prelim card, we had Mario Batista versus Miles Myle, Johns. I'm not. Uh, extremely familiar with either of these guys but it was a good fight uh, Mario hit him with a flying knee and then uh, TKO'd him with some punches it was really great, great to watch I absolutely loved that fight, it was pretty quick uh, ended in the second round, early in the second round but um, it was pretty dominant for Mario Batista, and I can't wait to see some more from him again, another up and comer in the bantamweight division, which is 135 pounds, if you do not know uh, it's great, absolutely great to see some of these up-and-comers just starting to really, really get their feet under them, you know what I mean? For uh, uh, fighting under the big lights, because there's nothing like fighting in the UFC. Obviously, I have never fought professionally. I've only trained uh, some, some, some of the aspects of MMA. But you, it's it, it's just like like the difference between like the CFL, the Canadian Football League, and the NFL. You know what I mean? Like the lights are brighter. A lot more pressure and to see people perform this well under that kind of scrutiny and and like i said pressure is is just great to see i love it i love it i love seeing up and comer up and comers uh get their dues. and then uh next we have chaos williams this dude's crazy i love watching this guy fight uh versus alex uh, morano uh chaos williams he's a monster This dude, like, his first name, Chaos, yeah, that's the right name for that. He came in like a fucking hurricane. It was insane. 27 seconds it took him to beat this guy, and just, he went unconscious. And I can't wait to see some more fights from him. He's in welterweight, which is one of the most stacked divisions in the UFC. So it's always great to see some up-and-coming talent start to rise through the ranks. Like, he's got a ways to go, you know what I mean, before he really starts to put his stamp on the division but i can see him being a real problem for anybody in the in the division a real real problem uh yeah i just honestly can't wait to see him fight hopefully he's got a quick turnaround uh 27 seconds he didn't really take any damage he destroyed that guy so hopefully we can see him in the next couple months uh, I'd really love to see him fight again And to just keep keep with that momentum Because when you have that kind of momentum Like people talking about you There's a lot of people talking about this kid And when you have that you gotta continue it You can't take a, a lot of time off Especially if you get an early stoppage like that You're not gonna get a suspension A medical suspension um, Like some of these fighters are gonna get Where they have to take time off bef- Before they can even train uh, Really you know what I'm saying So it's really dope Really dope to see somebody who's that talented get a win that quickly and hopefully he's got a quick turnaround next uh we had lauren murphy versus andrea lee i like both of these fighters a lot lauren murphy's really really nice she's a sweetheart and she's a um she's a pretty pretty damn good fighter she's nothing special i'm not i'm not trying to rag on her but um she's not anything special but she's a good fighter and she's fun to pretty fun to watch she always brings it And, like I said, she's really nice. And you always really... I like that about MMA. There's a lot of respect that comes with fighting and between the opponents, uh, especially after the fight. Like, obviously, there's going to be some trash talk to hype the fight. But I really... I really, really enjoy when there's a lot of respect after the fight. And Lauren Murphy showed a lot of respect after getting the nod. She got a split decision. I personally think she lost. Again, I think this is another... uh, example of how poor poorly the judges understand mma as a whole but there's nothing you can do andrea lee she's a great fighter she'll bounce back from this she was a former invicta champion she has lost two in a row which is unfortunate both of them split decisions so i think what she needs to do is tr- train a little bit more with her cardio, get her cardio up. That way she can really ramp it up and turn it on in those in the later round, like in the third round. And then eventually when she gets to uh, title contention and starts fighting in five-round fights and then if she does fight for a title in a five-round fight, she's going to need better cardio. Like, not that she's got bad cardio, but I think she needs to have a little bit better cardio so that way she can really ramp it up and make sure that she seals the deal in the eyes of the judges. Um lauren murphy was very respectful after the fight she was giving mad props to andrea lee and it's not her fault like people boo and get mad at these decisions but it's not the fighters fault and you can't get mad at the fighters you have to get mad at the commission we have to point our anger in the correct direction so that way changes can be implemented it's very very important uh yeah Uh, there's not much to say about that fight it was it wasn't anything special it wasn't yeah, yeah, nothing special, but it was a good fight. It was a good fight. Uh, next, we have Travis Giles and James Krause. I got to talk a little bit about James Kraus. This dude's a fucking monster. He has fought at 155 pounds before, which is lightweight. That's where he has fought before. And he fought this dude all the way up at 185. And when you were watching the fights, if you guys watched this, it is insane the size difference and the power difference between these two guys giles was throwing heavy haymakers and just throwing bombs at james kraus and james kraus was doing a great job of slipping and using movement and being quicker he obviously was uh better at the ground game even though giles did ha- try to uh, try to throw in a submission i didn't think it was very close but kraus uh early on had him in trouble i honestly thought kraus was gonna gonna sink in the choke and win but giles is a fucking monster and he he got through it yeah uh, i remember specifically kraus had the body triangle and he was he was he had him with the choke and then giles was able to just power through and turn so when you're in that position you have to with, with the body triangle which means that you have uh, your the the person who is implementing the body triangle has their either left or right leg under the knee of the other one going across the belly while uh, having back control on the ground so what that does is it restricts the breathing that's around where your diaphragm is and your diaphragm is the muscle that helps uh, helps helps you breathe better you know what i mean and so if you're squishing down on that and you're just pressing down you're not able to breathe that your opponent's not able to breathe correctly and then uh it's obviously a distraction they have to do so much to try to defend uh not only that body triangle but then the choke uh and giles did a great job he did an absolutely amazing job this was an amazing fight this one could have gone either way i think i would have given it to james kraus just because of the way he fought in rounds one and two. He and he honestly kind of turned it on in round three. I think Giles still won round three, probably. Um, but it was still really good. It was, it was so much fun. I loved watching that fight. And it just James Kraus may have lost that fight, but he got a bonus because it was fight of the night. um Obviously, he deserved that for taking. He took this fight on 24 hours' notice. Imagine just sitting around, just hanging out, not even training for a fight, not even having a fight camp. And then just being like, yeah, I'll fight somebody who is two weight classes above me. Albeit, James Krause does normally fight at welterweight, but he has competed multiple times at 155. And so for him to jump up 30 pounds, 30 pounds, and fight this guy is absolutely amazing. And you got to give that guy props. So hopefully we'll be seeing him get a big fight after this. Uh, Because he had been he'd been doing really well he was on a five fight win streak six actually six i'm sorry i thought it was only five i had to check it out real quick five six i mean geez i just messed it up again i'm a bot six fight win streak which is very difficult to do in the sport of mma so i hope we see him again very soon and in a big fight you know what i mean like hopefully he gets get some good money for that but this is not one of those times where it was, like, a questionable decision. This one, it could have gone either way. No one can get mad at the decision. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think Krause won. But Giles, I, I'm not mad that Giles got the nod. It, it happens. Those close fights are going to happen. <clears throat> this next one, though, this next one, though, is a very controversial decision, in my opinion. <laughs> like, um, Derek Lewis versus Elir Latifi. It was a boring-ass fight, like I said. Uh, I called this out, uh, I said that it was going to be Ilir Latifi wrestle-fucking, uh, Derek Lewis for three rounds, or Derek Lewis is gonna knock him out in the first round, or at the very end of the third round, <coughs> excuse me, cause that's what Derek Lewis is known for, being a psycho and being able to carry his power into the very final seconds of the fight, um the Gatifi controlled, controlled the fight with his wrestling. He didn't really do anything with it. He didn't land much damage or anything like that. But he did control the fight. He, control, he dictated where it was, either on the ground or against the cage. But Derek Lewis definitely did uh, throw the better punches and have the better stand-up. But it was it was in very small spurts. Uh, It's the way that Derek Lewis fights. Also, Yoel Romero fights like this. Uh, There's a handful of fighters that are heavily muscled. I mean, not that Derek Lewis looks that he's heavily muscled, but he's a heavyweight, so he's 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 a big dude, and he's obviously got a lot of power. He knocks almost everybody out. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, for him to win two rounds out of three, I don't think so. I don't even know if he won one round. Maybe he won that first round. He was able to defend the takedowns a lot better. But once at Lier Teeth he was able to get, that, uh, to get that Greco-Roman wrestling. He wasn't able to get the shoot takedowns or a single leg, like a double leg or a single leg on Derek Lewis. But what he was able to do is use his Greco-Roman wrestling and, and toss him to the ground a couple of times, hold him there, and essentially do absolutely nothing. But the crazy part is... Is there is an interview that you can go see, and Derek Lewis is talking about the fight, and they're asking him, they're like, oh, uh, oh yeah, you're gonna predict like a first round knockout, right? And he's like, mm, no, I'm gonna predict a, a, a controversial decision. He's gonna be like, I think uh, I think that people are gonna think that Elier won the fight, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get it on the judges' scorecard. And I was like, what the fuck? That's a weird prediction. And then it came true, it came fucking true. And uh, I don't I I don't know, man. Mystic, Mystic Black Beast. That's insane. Like, just, just. That's such a weird prediction, and for it to come to fruition like that is just crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy. But, like I said, I, uh, I, I love Derek Lewis. I can't get mad. You know what I mean? Like, did I want Derek Lewis to win? Absolutely. Do I think he won? No. Am I mad that it was a controversial decision? Yes, because it's not good for the sport. I mean, as, like I said, I, I want Derek Lewis to win, but the fact that it was such a controversial decision in a lot of people's eyes, um, I don't think it's good for the sport. But, I mean, good on Black Beast for getting the win. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing you can really do. Uh, just how, how the world works. <sighs> All right. So, next we had a featherweight bout with Dan Ige and Mursad Bektik. Uh, Mursad Bektik comes from, uh, the, uh, um, shit, what's his name, um, George St. Pierre's camp, crap, I think it's Tristar, uh, I'm almost positive it's Tristar, yeah, Tristar, uh, I thought I was going crazy, I was like, oh no, I can't remember where he trains out of, but that's where George St. Pierre trains out of, for Asahabi. uh, one of the greatest MMA minds in the world, there's so much hype behind Mursad Beck um, and he lost, I think he lost. I think I think Dan Ige turned it on and, and won that fight for sure. Uh, Mursad Bektik had him in deep trouble at one point in the fight with a choke, but uh, Dan Ige was able to get through it, and Mursad bur- uh, Bektik burned his arms out, and I think Dan Ige just kind of turned it on. What's even crazier is Dan Ige is a uh, manager. He manages fighters with Ali Abdelaziz, which I fucking hate that guy. He is the most annoying personality in sports. Uh, particularly in MMA, uh, well, no, Stephen A. Smith is probably worse. Fuck that guy. He's an idiot and shouldn't ever be allowed to call fights or, like, be participating in anything regarding MMA. He is an absolutely horrendous commentator when it comes to fighting. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. So, just a little quick fuck Stephen A. Smith, and if you want to go have a good laugh, go watch a video of him punching pads like an absolute idiot, um, a 5 year old would be able to hit pads better than this guy so uh, that if that doesn't prove that he doesn't know anything about fights, li- just listen to him talk about fights, he has absolutely no idea what he's talking about, uh, I don't claim to be a professional uh, I am obviously just a fan I love this sport with all my heart I've been watching it since I was a kid. I can still remember when my dad would call me into his room, and he'd be watching some of the old reruns of UFC and talking to me about how important jujitsu is because he was a boxer. My dad trained, um, and well, not trained, but he grew up with Johnny Tapia and knew how to fight. My dad was a really good street fighter. I mean, it's just how it was back then. Um, I've seen my dad fight people, and he would he he knew how to fight. And for him to admit that somebody like that would destroy him in a fight just based on on technique and with, with how great Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is it really stuck in my mind how important being able to fight on the ground is it always stuck in my mind and so that's one of the reasons why I started training uh, and so where was I going with that I don't know I forgot where I was going with that but anyway it's uh... shit where the hell was I going with that I don't fucking know. Sorry, guys, I lost track. I lost track of where I was going. But anyway, uh, Danny Gay, Mursad Bectic, great fight. Where in the hell was I going with that? Sorry, guys. I think I smoked a little too much before I recorded this podcast. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I still remember just hanging out with my dad and learning, like watching those, and uh, how important it is to know all aspects of fighting. So. Yeah, where the fuck was I going with that? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, let's move on. It was a split decision between and or Um, Great fight. Uh, it could have gone either way. I think EG won. Uh, but it's just the way the world works. That's just the way it is. Please don't mind my terrible singing. <laughs> uh, next, we got Justin Taffa and uh juan adams juan adams is the guy who unfortunately looks straight like a neanderthal he's a pretty good fighter he's got some good wrestling and everything but he just hasn't had a good run in the ufc so far i think he's owned two in the ufc oh no no Owned three even worse Fuck that. damn that's bad dude that feels feels really bad because he's, a, he's a, he looks like a genuinely nice guy, like when you look at him in interviews and you listen to him talk, sounds like a great guy, but he lost again. Uh, Justin Taffa is an up-and-comer, he's like Mark Hunt, he's from New Zealand, he's a power puncher. Uh, if you watch his post-fight interview, he celebrates by doing a shoey. if you don't know what a shoey is, you take a shoe, and you pour a beer in it, and then you drink it, which is absolutely disgusting, but... Teach his own. If you want to do that, go for it. Justin Toffa knocked him out in less than two minutes. I think about two minute mark. Yeah, 159 of the first round, just fucked him up. That's just what that's just what Justin Toffa does. He he um he lost lost to some dude um in the Melbourne fight, which was unfortunate. Like that Jorgen de Castro was a good fighter, but I mean Justin Tafa's this is his fifth fight, so he's doing really good so far for how long he's been fighting. Uh, it's enjoyable to watch him. Can't wait to watch him fight again. And then next, we got my girl. My girl, Valentina Shevchenko versus uh, Caitlin Shukagan. I love Valentina. She's, in my opinion, the mo- one of, if not the most, technical fighters in the UFC. When you watch her technique, for every strike she throws, every single takedown, every single hip toss, every single throw from the clinch, it's perfect. It's if you would want to model yourself after a fighter, it would be Valentina Shevchenko, and she's only getting better. She's dominating these women like no other, and she is only getting better. And I just can't wait to see where she goes. I, I some people want her to go up and fight Amanda Nunes again. I think Amanda Nunes is just too fucking big. Amanda Nunes has fought all the way up to 145 pounds. I'd like to see her go down, fight at 120 or 115. fight and uh, try to become double champ like that. I think it would be great. Um, Honestly, Caitlyn had no chance in this fight. Like, I had some people telling me, like, oh, this is going to be a good stand-up fight. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, Caitlyn Chukagin's a great fighter. But Valentina's just on a whole nother level. There is no one in the 125-pound division that is going to compete with Valentina Shevchenko right now. There's no one. I honestly cannot think of anybody who would stand a fucking chance. She threw this spinning heel kick and smacked Caitlyn on the face. If it would have w- if it would have hit with her heel instead of the ball of her foot, she would have knocked her the fuck out with a spinning heel kick. And that only happens that's happened less than 5 times in the UFC, I believe. And this woman is going to throw one of those in a UFC title fight? Like come on. That's such a dangerous strike to throw because if somebody times the takedown correctly, you can get the takedown. Um, you're a little bit vulnerable after you finish the spin for like a straight a straight punch. Uh, but she threw it and kicked her in the face. It was so nasty. And then uh, she took her down. Hit her with an elbow, I think, at the end of the first, and split her open. Caitlyn was bleeding all over the place. Her corner was like, oh, it's not that bad. They tried to seal it up uh, with a little bit of Vaseline, so it stopped bleeding. And literally right as the corner left her, so she could go and fight into the second round, I think it was, it started bleeding again. It was such a nasty cut. And then in the third round, Valentina took her down with ease. Uh, I actually think it might have been Caitlyn trying to pull guard. And uh, Valentina negated it, and then uh, tripped her into side control, threw her into the uh, side saddle crucifix position, and then just started punching and elbowing her. And it was it was over after that. Um, some people were trying to say that it was an early stoppage, but I mean, how much do you want Valentina to beat the shit out of this woman? Like it's just just it. It wasn't a contest. Like it was. I'm, like, no offense, like I said, to Caitlyn. A great fighter. But Valentina is so goddamn good. It was not even close. There was not one second of that fight that Valentina was losing. Not one second. And I don't... Like I said, I don't see anybody beating her. I really don't. I, I, I just want her to see... I want to see her dominate and then retire with the belt. That's all I want to see. Hmm all right enough of that fight i really want to get into this uh john jones and dominic reyes so this was a great fight uh obviously there's the controversy um we'll get we'll get right to the point i think dominic reyes won this fight i think he won rounds one through three and then rounds four and five were john jones um i'm seeing some people on the internet including uh john Don't Donner, Donner, no is it john Donner? i think that's his name that trains uh the trains conor mcgregor and he said the fucking dumbest shit i have ever heard and i have a lot of respect for him and everything he's done but he's a fucking idiot for this he said that he counts rounds four and five more because if it were a street fight and there were no time limits that the person that won around one uh rounds four and five would be able to put it on more after that and win Are you fucking kidding me? This isn't a goddamn street fight. This is a sport where there are five rounds with one minute breaks in between each round and every round is scored individually. And I swear to God, if you're one of these people that thinks round four and five count more than rounds one, two, or three, you need to get the fuck out of my podcast. Or you need to come and talk to me, because I will absolutely destroy you in any argument that you have, because it's pathetic. You wouldn't say, oh, well, um, in football, if there was a fifth quarter, then, uh, San Francisco would have won the Super Bowl. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. That's not how it goes. Exactly. Because that is a ridiculous thing. It's a ridiculous thing to say about any sport and for somebody to say it about fighting really makes me upset because it is still a sport it is a it is not a barbaric street fight where people are curb stomping each other and kicking each other in the head with soccer kicks when they're on the ground and unconscious already no it is a sport with a referee three judges and the the rules that i said before five five minute rounds particularly in a title fight and one minute in between that is it that is when you have your chance to win the fight and you cannot say if there is a sixth a seventh and eighth round who would or would not win it is absolutely ridiculous for someone to say that especially someone that trains conor mcgregor that has all of this hype and knowledge about the sport and to see t- compare it to a fucking street fight and degrade our sport this amazing sport of MMA that I love so much it's pathetic it's gross and the people need to stop fucking doing it because that's why we, it took so long for the UFC to be approved in places like New York and and all these other like it's because of barbaric statements like that and idiots saying oh I want to kill somebody in the ring or some dumb shit like that that is what holds our sports our sport back and it really upsets me it really does. Obviously, you can tell I'm very heated, and I'm trying not to get even more heated. But it makes me so upset when people say dumb shit like that, especially when they're knowledgeable in the sport. So I think Dominic Reyes won that fight, one, two, and three rounds, and uh, John Jones lost. But it was very close. Round three, I guess you could give it to John. I mean, I'd have to rewatch the fight, but I don't. I, he like Dominic Reyes landed more strikes. It was he was he, he was I think he controlled the pace more. Um, at least in those first three rounds John's de- John definitely turned it on in four and five but you can't win two rounds out of five and win the fight. That's not how it goes. but whatever and some idiot judge gave it 4946 for John, there's no way John won four of those rounds. There's no fucking way. and for that to happen is just an absolute blemish on the sport and uh it's holding us back these judges are holding mma back uh because then you have uh people like uh dana white saying well you can't leave it in the hands of the judges you can't leave it in the hands of the judges it's like are you fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me so like this is the only sport where we can't put it in the hands of the people who are supposed to judge the fight like if you said that about an NFL referee or an umpire in baseball well you should have swung at that ball you can't leave it in the hand of the umpire to call it a ball or a strike instead of a strike like you gotta be fucking kidding me these these (coughs) oh my god I'm getting so angry I'm gonna choke these guys are paid to do this and they are ruining people's lives like, some of these guys may not be able to uh, continue fighting because of a, ju- uh, uh, of, a, uh, of a bad judgment. Say somebody was making 30 and 30, and uh, they are 15 and 15. So even less, like these guys that are on the early prelims. 15 and 15. So, instead of making 30 grand a year, which you can live off of. I've lived off of less than 30 grand a year. Um, but if you only make 15, and you're a professional fighter, You're probably going to have to go get a side job, and that's gross. It's gross that the judges are the ones that are dictating this. Now, we can also talk about the pay scale and how horrendous it is for UFC fighters on the lower tiers, but that's not what we're going to talk about right now. It's going to be about these horrendous judges that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, it's... (sighs) And and the guy who did it, forty nine, forty six, like be better at being a fucking cheater. Like you obviously had a hard on for John Jones. Do better. Like if you're gonna cheat for somebody, do better and make it actually like understandable what you might do. We need to start interviewing. These judges, after each fight, and they have to be held accountable for each score on each fight that they are doing. So that way, this type of shit doesn't happen. Do you know what? Do you know what Dominic Reyes is doing after he lost that fight? After everybody, or not everybody, but a lot of people thinks that he wins, he's gonna have to go deal with this shit. He's gonna be upset. He's gonna deal with this mentally. Um, it's it's not it's not it's not perfect, obviously. And, and Dominic is obviously a great. A great competitor, and he has a good mindset, and he's going to recover from this. And I think he is going to be world champion one day. But for the judge to be able to make such a bad decision, and then just go home and be worry fucking free, and not have to ac- not be held accountable for this dumb shit—it's the same ref who fucked up in the Jonathan Martinez and Andrew Ewell fight. He gave it thirty twenty-seven to and- Andre Ewell. Uh, like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, how corrupt can you be? And how bad at your job can you be? It's fucked up that these guys make a living not knowing what the fuck they're doing. It'd be like me going into a into a job not knowing what the hell I'm doing. Like, going into a CEO position not knowing what I'm doing and crashing a business and then not being held res- responsible for it. Like, it's, it hurts the sport so much. It makes me so angry. But john jones fought a pretty good fight i wouldn't be mad if it weren't for the fact that like this judging was just so poor and people aren't held responsible for it like if john would have won the close decision i'd be like all right but then there's the one judge who gave it like this and they don't have to answer to anybody like it's so annoying and we need to do something about this. Joe Rogan, Dominic Reyes, all of these, or Dominic Cruz, all of these people who are calling for a change in the judging system, it's very important for these guys to do it. And I commend them for doing it. And we need more people to do this. People like Dana White. Instead of Dana White saying, don't leave it in the hands of the judges, shut the fuck up, Dana. That's not what it should be. You should be taking responsibility and trying to hold these idiots responsible. But. He doesn't care. He's making millions of dollars. He doesn't give a shit. But these kids who are making 15 and 15 on the early prelims, they care. Their families care. The kids that they have that they have to take care of care. And for these fucking dumb shit judges to ruin, to potentially ruin somebody's life like this is just gross. But whatever. It was a great card. I had a lot of fun watching it. Dominic Reyes is going to bounce back. He's going to kick some ass and I think he's eventually going to win the title. (sighs) Alright, I'm a little lightheaded from ranting so much and being so angry. (laughs) Next we're going to talk about the fight card that's here in Albuquerque. Um, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to go. Uh, I at least kind of want to make it to the weigh-ins, which would be really cool because weigh-ins are a lot of fun. It's like a little party and stuff. I doubt it, though. I doubt it. It's actually in Rio Rancho, but it's the same shit, whatever. Same city, essentially. It's just a suburb of Albuquerque. Um, but yeah, I I don't think I'm gonna be able to, uh... Make it, but you know what I mean. It happens. It's all good. I'll watch it in the comfort of my home. Um... Sorry, I gotta update something real quick. Um... There's a lot of local fighters, which is really cool. Uh always love seeing that um, we'll start with uh, Jim Miller and Scott Holtzman Jim Miller, veteran of the sport badass motherfucker if you don't know him definitely go look up some of his fights uh, Scott Holtzman uh, a little bit older, 36 like with Jim Miller not not a young, young spring chicken excuse me but they're great fighters and I love watching them fight I'll take Jim Miller because that dude's just so tough; it's so hard to beat him. Scott Holtzman is obviously a great fighter, but <clears throat> I like Jim Miller too much. Like, see, this is the problem: if you're gonna take my bet, take my picks and bet on him, if I say I really like a fighter, no, 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 don't don't bet on that. Go go listen to someone else because I'm obviously biased, and I will be the first to admit that I will be very biased. <laughs> so, next we got a uh, Nathaniel Wood versus John Dodson. Uh, I really like John Dodson. He's uh, Ultimate Fighter winner. He actually beat T.J. Dillashaw for it, but he's had a rocky go of it um, since he won. Since he won that, he's, he lost a couple of times to Demetrius Johnson for the for the title, uh, which is unfortunate. You know what I mean? It happens. J- Demetrius Johnson, in my opinion, is the greatest UFC fighter to ever step from the cage. But whatever. Um, he's won or he's lost three out of his last four. Which is unfortunate, you know what I mean? It's definitely difficult, and they're all decision losses. Uh, one of them was split decision loss. Uh, he did beat uh, Pedro Munhos, Moonho- which is a, who's a great fighter, but it was a split decision win. Um, John Dodson is a very athletic fighter, one of the fastest fighters uh, in in his division. Uh, this is going to be a bantamweight fight, so 135, not 125. And Daniel Wood is an up and comer. He's won. Oh, Jesus! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fights in a row. Three and three, three and zero in the UFC. Not three and three, three and zero in the UFC. Uh, he was the Cage Warrior champion. Uh, he's coming off of obviously a lot of hype because he's submitted every single person in the UFC that he's fought. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I think Nathan- Nathaniel Wood will win. He's the younger fighter. He's the fresher fighter. He's got all this momentum, and uh, I think he's gonna beat him. The way that he's been choking people out, fuck it, I'll say a second round, a second round, uh, second round submission. Uh, he likes that rear naked choke or the Dars. So either one of those. I more likely a rear naked choke. Darces are hard to pull off, but you never know, you never fucking know. Uh, next we got Tim Means, the Dirty Bird. I love this guy. He's a local, local MMA fighter out of Albuquerque. Um, he's had a, he he has a lot of ups and downs, you know what I mean. But he's a great fighter. He's a great fighter at welterweight, 170. He's fighting Daniel Rodriguez, and I'm not gonna lie, I don't know who Daniel Rodriguez is. So I'm gonna pick Tim Means to win because it's really hard to beat Tim Means. If you're gonna beat him, you pretty much have to take TKO him, or or get, or the judges judges have to luckily give it to you. He only loses split decisions or knockouts. So I think I actually think Tim Means is gonna. Gonna take it. I think he's gonna take it with a second or third round TKO. Next we got a uh, Lando Venata versus Yancy Medeiros. Lando Venata is a nasty fighter. Uh, he, another one who has had uh, a little rocky, rocky um, go go of it in the UFC. He has two decision, uh, two draws, which is really rare. You hardly ever see. Uh, a draw in MMA let alone a guy to have two uh, he's he's lost uh, two out of his last four with one win and one draw um Yancey's really good he's one of those Hawaiian motherfuckers those Hawaiians are good but I mean he has lost his last two both of them by TKO which is unfortunate but you never know I'm gonna th- I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Yancy. Yancey's a scrapper um, let's go with Yancy Madero's decision, probably. And then we got, a uh, Rogério Bontarin. I'm not gonna lie, don't know who that is, sorry guys. Versus Ray Borg. I love Ray Borg. Um, he's obviously had some issues with his kid, if you do not know about that. His kid has, like, some crazy rare disease or some something, and luckily his kid is recovering. Um and he's got something to fight for so I'll never bet against somebody who's got something to fight for Ray Borg has a really good ground game I could definitely see him submitting submitting him but most likely it'll be a decision Ray Borg wins a lot of decisions so we'll go with that next is Brock Weaver and Kazula Vargas I don't know either of these guys off the top of my head and I don't want to force myself to pick anybody or to talk about them or break it down so we're going to skip them Next, we have uh, Montana de la Rosa and Mara Romero Borella. I don't think I know either of these ladies either. Who is she? I don't know her. Oh yeah, she's the one that lost to Lauren Murphy. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then Montana. Who's Montana? Montana. Right, Montana. But Oh, and then she lost to Andrea Lee. Both wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I can't make a pick. I'm sorry. I don't know these women well enough uh, to make an educated decision on who I think is going to win. But I'm sure it'll be a good fight. Both of them seem like they're very good. They're women's flyweight, which is a very good, good division. That's uh, Valentina Shevchenko's division that I was talking about. That amazing woman maybe one of these gals will end up being a, a contender maybe they'll go on a couple fight win streaks show show some potential and go fight valentina and get absolutely <laughs> Uh next we got a uh, diego sanchez versus michelle Perea. if you don't know diego sanchez he's obviously a local unit uh a local uh, ufc fighter out of here he is uh he actually went to the same high school as me he went to del norte uh, wrestled there and then went to MMA he's one of the OG's pioneer of the sport he's still still going at it he's been fighting in the UFC since 2005 15 years in the UFC he's a good fighter nothing special in my opinion uh, but he is a good fighter uh, I think he's going to lose to Michelle. hopefully Michelle uh, Michelle. Uh, learns from his last fight where he gassed himself out doing all that dumb fucking shit jumping all over the cage and doing backflips and a bunch of idiot shit trying to show off hopefully he learns from that and doesn't burn himself out because if he does Diego will destroy him in those in the third round in the second and third round if Michelle doesn't have his cardio up Diego will fuck him up so you got to be careful um, I think Michelle, though, if Michelle, if Michelle, Michel, Michel, whatever, doesn't um, pull a bunch of that idiot stuff, I think he'll knock him out in either round or one or two. Uh, if not, Diego's going to win by decision. And then next, I think what I think is the number one contender fight uh, to fight John Jones next is uh, Corey Anderson versus Jan Blachowicz. Uh, Corey Anderson obviously is coming off of a great fight against Johnny Walker where he knocked him out in the first round. He's on a four-fight win streak (laughs) against some of the best fighters in the uh, 205 division. And then Jan is coming off of his uh, uh, wins against Luke Rockhold and uh, Jacare Souza. He knocked out and broke the jaw of uh, Luke Rockhold, which was great. A great fight. I mean, not great for Luke, but it was a great fight. And then a decision split, but I think he won against uh, Jacare Souza. (sighs) <sighs> Sorry, guys. <sighs> a little bit tired. I didn't sleep out great last night. Um, I don't know. I don't know about this one. I think Corey's going to probably win, but I'm not really exactly sure how. But I think he's going to win. Uh, most likely a decision, but you never know, especially after that last fight, after the way that he performed against Johnny Walker. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um... I would if I was gonna if I was gonna bet, which I'm probably not gonna bet on the fights this weekend, I'd bet on uh, on Corey Anderson decision. Uh, I hope Corey Anderson wins, and then I hope he gets a shot at the title against John, and then I hope he fucks John up. I just want John Jones to lose so bad. It's like you can tell his whole personality, like all that, the whole thing that he's doing is just so fake, and I just can't stand it. Um, he's a good dude, but I just really can't. Really can't stand it. I hope John loses, and it would be cool to see Corey Anderson do it, because if you have a, don't know much about Corey Anderson, he's a super humble guy, great wrestler, and uh, he's got a lot of potential. Uh, he's still pretty young. He's in his early 30s. So, Oh, he's only 30, so he's still, still got a long road ahead of him, so hopefully he can get that title shot and then win. But, yeah appreciate everybody listening um sorry if this uh episode felt a little rushed i got a few things that i got to do today but i wanted to pump this out before it got too close to the fight so that way you guys could listen to it and get ready for the fights you know what i'm saying um i really appreciate everybody um i do want to give a special shout out to everybody who's been supporting me in my stream uh twitch.tv slash thc donor it's been amazing uh everybody has been so supportive lately and it is it just really if i could cry it would bring tears to my eyes but i don't cry because i'm a man and men don't cry no i'm just kidding um yeah uh decaf i love you so much you've been so supportive Slayer, as always blackest i love you bro uh kovac mac fat shout out to kovac mac i love you dude i'm glad you're you're doing better brother i love you i love you um everybody everybody who stops into the stream I really appreciate you and everybody who listens to this podcast and me rant about fights and dumb shit. I really appreciate you. I love you guys so much. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess that's it. Uh, appreciate everybody again for listening. Much love. Until next time. Bye.